Hey everybody, this is John. This is Ben. And on today's episode of the podcast, we're talking about... Moms in Faith. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Stupid Faith, where everyday faith meets everyday life. And that's right. This coming week is Mother's Day. If you're listening to the podcast, the week it's released. And uh, I've got a very special guest on with me, our youngest son, Ben. Ben, say hi to everybody. Hi. And Ben, tell us, uh, what is one of your favorite things about mommy? Um, she takes care of me and makes me laugh. She does. She takes really good care of you and makes you laugh. And what's one of your favorite things to do with mommy? Play card games. Oh, card games. What's your favorite card game to play with mommy? Village Idiot. Village Idiot. And who wins most of the time? Me. Oh, really? You win most of the time when you play Village Idiot? What does that make your mom? A loser. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for those of you who haven't played the card game Village Idiot, it's one of these games where the last person to go out is called the what, Ben? Village Idiot. Yeah. All right. So, Ben, when you think about mommy's relationship with Jesus, does mommy have a big relationship with Jesus, a small one? What do you think? Big. And does mommy pray with you a lot and pray over you? Yeah. And how does that make you feel that you have a mommy that prays over you? Happy, joyful, well, grateful. Oh yeah, all those things. Happy, joyful, grateful. Um, what does it What does it mean to you when mommy stops to pray with you? Whether it's when you maybe skins your knee or you have something that scares you. Does that make you feel good to know that you've got a mom that's praying for you? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And. Does mommy do some devotional stuff with you sometimes? You guys read the Bible together sometimes? Yeah, the Easter one. Yeah, you did you just did an Easter plan recently because it was just Easter. And what did you like the most about doing that uh, reading plan with mommy in the Bible? It was fun. Oh, yeah? What made it fun? With mommy. Uh, just being with mommy is what made it fun. So you could have been reading anything as long as it's with mommy. You were having fun. Yeah. What about the Bible part? Did you like the Bible part? Yeah. 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 What did you like about it? Um, that teach me about God and know about the story. The story of what? Jesus. Well, thanks, Ben, for coming on to talk just a little bit about your mom and her faith and what that's meant to you. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Happy Mother's Day, mamas. Hey, y'all. So you're not going to have Ben this whole time. We just thought it'd be fun to, to bring him on. Yes, he is mama's little boy. <laughs> Sunshine going somewhere to happen. Yeah, yes. Uh, but we do want to talk a little bit about what it looks like for a mom to have faith. And um, I don't think guys truly get what that means and what that looks like. Because at night, you can lay your head down on the pillow and snore instantly. Oh, yeah. No, it's lights off. Yeah. But as moms, we are thinking about the next day and what this would look like. And, oh, I need to make sure I have this done before this person gets home. Or, oh, I got to go get that person. Or I got to take them there or take them here. And blah, 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 blah. And then three o'clock hits and it's like, I have got to go to sleep. 
<laughs> so um, in the midst of your mind wandering a million times, I have caught myself turning it into, dear Lord, help. Yeah. Because this is a lot and I need your help. Um, I, I do want to read a little part of Proverbs 31. Um, I do occasionally like to check in on this verse and to check my heart and check where I'm at. Cause I feel like this really lays out what God has or wants to see in us women, um, us mamas, uh, to live out for him. And he, he lays it pretty clear. I am reading in the message. So this is Proverbs 31 and, you know, in the message, it does not really give you verse <laughs> Verse by verse, it just gives you a slump. So, <laughs> also known as a paragraph for yeah. you grammar nerds out there that don't know what a slump is. <laughs> uh, I probably just mean uh, Miss Watson, Doctor Watson, squirm, but she'll be all right. She knows me. <laughs> um, so this is down through verse thirty-one, but I'm starting in the middle, and it says, "When she speaks, she has something worthy to say, and she." always says it kindly. She keeps an eye on everyone in her household and she keeps them all busy and productive. Her children respect and bless her. Her husband joins in with words of praise. Many women have done wonderful things, but you outclass them all. Charm can mislead and beauty soon fades, which it is now. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> you are gorgeous. The woman to be admired and praised is a woman who lives in fear of God. Give her everything she deserves. Adorn her life with praise. And so I do, like I said, like to check in on this to make sure my heart's right. And I am help leading and guiding our family. And um, I do fail, but I also try my hardest to succeed in that. And I thought it'd be kind of nice. I mean, this is just what I do. These are just some guidelines I follow. Um, and they have been passed down Gosh, I can't ever get on here and not cry. I think of my grandma, and who is about to turn 99 in June. Yeah. And every time I would spend the night at her house, it was out fail um, that she would sit in her living room before she go to bed and read the Bible. And um, I remember one time as I was older, I've already had children, and I don't know why, but I was staying at her house for some reason. And I had gotten up to use the bathroom and she was still in the living room. Yeah. But I heard her praying over her children and their children and their children. Cause there's what, three, three generations still living with her. Yeah. Maybe four. I don't know. I'm losing count. <laughs> and if I'd ask her, she'd say, let me think about it. But um, there are still times where I think, okay, God, why haven't you taken her yet? Because she's not clearly in her mind all the time. Um, she's still spunky. But I do think about because she's still praying for us. 
Yeah. And um, I want to be like that. I don't think I want to live to 99, but (laughs) I want my grandchildren to see me praying over the family. And so um, I guess what my day-to-day looks like is, and even when the kids are home, it gets a little more trickier because of four kids and a small house and you um, <laughs> invade my space. Throw me in with the kids. But they have started to learn. Oh, now I listen to my Bible. Um, we've talked about that in other podcasts. But they know when my phone is on and they hear another man's voice reading to me, leave mommy alone. Yeah. Um, but I don't really tell them they have to go anywhere. I don't tell them, you know, leave or whatever, because I still want them to hear, you know, we have made point that we don't Bible thump our kids. We don't be like, Oh, did you read your devotional today? Um, because we want them to have their own faith. Yes. We want them to experience God in their own way. Now, Ben did say about doing a devotion, um, and I do that with him because he's younger, um, but he loves it, and it was fun, and it's exciting to hear a nine-year-old and what they think God is or what they think that looks like. Um, So, yeah, I always do it in front of them, not to do like a look at me. Right. But so they can hear it. Um, And if I don't do that, if I miss a day, I guarantee you that day was crap. (laughs) 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 So not only do I do it to grow spiritually and have my children see, but I do it so I don't kill any of them by the end of the day. Yeah. (sighs) And, And I think there is a lot of... Uh, power and just modeling what you want to see for your kids or your family or, or anybody that, that you're trying to be a positive influence over. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a cliche for a reason that actions speak louder than words, you know? Um, and one of the things you were reading in that, in that passage from Proverbs 31 really kind of hit with me where it says, um, uh, Charm is is deceitful and beauty is vain, yeah. and it makes me think about the the kind of kind of society we live in, where being charming and beautiful is basically the only thing that our society says is worthwhile. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe that's slanted even even more so for for women. Oh well, if you're not charming and beautiful, you know, good luck with life. Yeah. And and there's so much to be sold in that in that ring. And we minimize the really, really important work that moms do um, in, in pouring in, into our, in, into their children, you know, and into raising kids and, and pouring life into them. And I just think about, you know, just the, the way sometimes people talk about, um, you know, uh, not feeling like they don't have value if they don't have like a full-time career. Like if, if a mom loses her job, it's like, oh, there's the financial part of it. Yes. And I know yeah. a lot of moms have to work and a lot of you out there, you're single moms. It's, it's something you, 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 that's just a reality, but there's a difference between needing to have a job to provide for, 
for your family and and a difference of having that job be your identity as a person. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, there's so much value in pouring into someone else's life and shaping them in, in, in your home. And the stuff you're talking about, babe, you know, modeling, you know, reading your Bible and, and having a, a vibrant, active relationship with your Heavenly Father goes mm-hmm. goes beyond words because that's something that that will stick with our kids for the rest of their lives. I mean, you're here talking about your grandmother, yeah. you know, after years and years and years of seeing this faithful, consistent, modeled behavior and, and prioritizing relationship with God. And so I just want to say to all the moms out there, you know, uh, don't look down on, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not doing anything important today. I'm just doing stuff with the kids. I'm just taking them to soccer practice. I'm yeah. just making lunches. I am just... You know, running them through the drive-thru. I'm just, <laughs> you know, filling the blank with whatever your mom life looks like. Don't look down on that. That is, that is a great work. Mm-hmm. That is invaluable work. And the the time that we pour into our kids is going to impact them for the rest of their life. It's going to shape who they are. And so, you know, especially with moms, because there's a there is a special role that moms play in the life of of kids growing up, even, even teenagers and, and, and beyond Mm -hmm. that that's just different. It's not the same for dad. And and of course dad's got, this isn't the father's day podcast, but, (laughs) um, it's just, don't minimize that. Don't look down on that. Don't think about it as being nothing. Um, and don't look like, don't feel like you need to have your identity wrapped up in, in your career or anything else you accomplish or, you know, looking a certain way or having a certain level of confidence, none of that is as valuable as the things that, that, you know, God says about you in Proverbs 31. Yeah. Well, and also it's not, you know, all the, the older moms out there that their kids are already grown and maybe have started their own families. Um, we still need you, you know, um, I am blessed to have a wonderful mom and have a wonderful relationship with, my mom and you know there are times where life has gotten hard and I've texted her or gone over to her house just crying and you know what does my mom do let's pray you know my mom modeled that you know when life gets hard let's pray to then you know even your mom um when we were going through that hard season of when we moved to Frederick yeah and I felt very lost and very empty And your mom took time every day and sent me a verse. And those verses really helped me get through a hard time. So older moms, we still need our moms and we still need you to model Jesus love for us. And, um, you know, when I think about, I mean, our moms are still both beautiful, but they say the beauty fades but we cherish them and we cherish their wisdom and what they've yeah. gone through. And so, you know, you older moms, we still need you. And if your daughters aren't around, there are other daughters who need moms and who yeah. needs that love too. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, you're listening to you talk, you know, being a, being a mom is not a job. No. It's, it's a calling. Yeah. You know, and it's a, it's a high calling, you know, and I think, I think too often our society minimizes, minimizes that, that that's just, oh, that's, you know, being a mom while well, you had a kid, 
Good for you. Everyone has kids. Yeah. You gotta move on. No, but it is our job. There were times when our kids were, gosh, four and under, and we had three, four. <laughs> we had a lot. <laughs> um, and I would tend to, at times, get jealous of moms who are doing ministry. And I'd be like, well, why do they get to do it? And I yeah. don't. And I know God had smacked me upside my head and said, right now, your ministry is your children. Yeah. And that was where my time was. And once uh, God spoke that to me, there was that shift. So moms out there with little ones who are just struggling to stay alive. Yeah. Just keeping your head above water. <laughs> yes. This, that's where I found my prayer life you know, um, was with the little ones and just keep praying and reach out to mamas that have been there, done that and say, Hey, pray for me. Yes. Um, because we know exactly how to pray for you. And, you know, that's one thing I love about each generation is we can always ask somebody to pray because they get it and they've been there and they've done that. Yeah. Um, and as moms, we do need to join together of all ages and, conquer this momhood together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know that um, Mother's Day is coming up, you know, uh, as the time of this recording, it'll be the, the following Sunday. Yes. Um, so a lot of you maybe will listen to this after Mother's Day or another time of the year. I don't know. But babe, maybe share a couple of things that people can do to just genuinely show how much they appreciate uh, and love their mom, maybe not necessarily just on the Mother's Day, but just yeah. any time of any time of the year. What what are the things that really? Uh, and of course, it's different for every mom. So obviously, sure. Tilly's going to share the things that are meaningful for her. But what are some ways that that for those who are not moms, like every dude who happens to listen to this, <laughs> you know, and anybody who's not in that season of life yet, or that's not something that that uh, you're looking for, uh, what are ways that we can uh, express gratitude and be supportive to the moms that we know and, and our own moms. So the mamas that have young ones, let her sleep. Like put your big boy pants on and take the kids out for a couple hours and let her take a shower, let her get takeout and then let her die in her bed. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. was when it came to Mother's Day when we had the little ones. Yep. I could not wait. Like <laughs> after Mother's Day was over, I was like, oh my gosh, I got 300 some more days. So I get to do that again. Um, <laughs> so maybe plan that not just on Mother's Day. Yeah. No, but that is one thing, you know, us moms feel like we have got to carry it all and do it all and you get burned out. And in order for you to recharge and to love your family again, Husbands, take the kiddos. That was something you tried to do at least once a month. And I didn't have to do anything. I just, yeah. he would bring home Chinese and Netflix. And I. Back in the days when you brought home Netflix. Oh, yeah. Hand us off in the mailbox <laughs> and get a disc. And I think that just aged Man, us. I feel old. Um, so, yeah, for the young moms like that. Um, for moms that have older ones and teens. Uh, still do that because yeah. while I love my children, they do not stop talking to me. And it's always you. It is. They'll walk by me to talk to you. They did it today. Yeah. I, to, this is a sidetrack, but we're going here. <laughs> today, 
I called two of our children to come downstairs. I did, in my voice. They came down the stairs. They walked by me into the kitchen and asked you, What do I want? It's like, like, your father. I said, come here. I didn't say go see your mother. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. But yeah, the kids are always coming to you for everything. Yes. And that can get draining. And then it's like, by the time it's time for bed, you want attention. And it's like, I have nothing to give you. Like, I don't even want to hear you talk. I don't care about your day. Do not speak to me. Um, So it always, probably whatever age. I know my mom even says she needs a timeout from dad. I mean, retirement's going good for him right now, but. She lost her me time. Yes. Ask your wife. That is the biggest thing. Ask your wife, what can I do for you? And if she is an Enneagram 2 like me, she will not tell you. So you need to figure it out. Like, that's one thing with me is you should just know. (laughs) (laughs) She probably says this at least (laughs) once a week to me. You know, I'll come upstairs after asking her, do you need anything from downstairs? No, I'm good. I'll come upstairs, eat my little chips or whatever snack I got. (laughs) And without fail, about 10, 15 minutes from now, she'll be like, Hey, so you want to get me something for downstairs? I'm like, I just asked you. No, I and don't she'll say, say that. you should just know. Well, no, I, sh- <laughs> I always say, why don't you know that I want chips from downstairs? Or why don't you know I need? So, yeah, anyways, we're going down. But I would just say, number one, know your wife's needs and just bless her. It, it's not that hard to figure out what your wife really needs. Um, if you take a moment and step back and watch what's going on, you will see what she needs and then help her receive that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the summer, you know that I need, I need my morning time. And so the kids will come (laughs) the way our house is set up. is like, we have a little coffee room that has on the other side, it's the dining table. And they know that my Bible's open and going and I'm doing devotion and they sit in the dining table and stare at me until it's time. And so you have picked up on that and we'll nicely come in and be like, can you give your mother a moment? Like, (laughs) Let her, let her breathe. Um, I like how you said I nicely come in and say, can you give your mother a moment? (laughs) Well, you walk in nicely and then you pounce, but, um, but mothers, you do need to, and it's so simple, but so huge. You have got to give yourself at least five minutes in God's word. At least five minutes meditating with him Um, because you won't survive. You will mentally drain yourself out. You will spiritually drain yourself out. And then you have nothing to give your children. Yeah. And God will in those five minutes refresh you. Yes. Because he honors the fact that you took that time to say, okay, God, I have five minutes to give you. Fill me. Yep. And if you're if you're new to reading the Bible, highly suggest you get on your phone, open up your app store, 
search for the version Bible app. There's a bunch of uh, reading plans in there. You can pick one that that works for you, and um, you know, pick a pick a, a version translation of the Bible that that when you read it, you're like, yeah, I understand what it's saying. It makes sense because there's you know, ones that are written for different eras and time. You just know, just don't do King James. It's probably probably <laughs> not going to be the best unless you just you know Love are well versed with Shakespearean English. It's not going to be real helpful for you. Yeah. But um, yeah, we t- we've talked about that app before. But if you're new to reading the Bible, that's you know that's a great place to start with with some plans. Yeah. They'll give you some insight into what you're reading. Also, um, my prayer life has grown. Um, with having teenage daughters, teenage boys, and in mm. the world we live in, and the stuff that gets thrown at them, warfare is serious stuff against your children, and um, just pray over their minds. There are things that yeah. they are taking on that I don't even know. I don't understand. And when I get to that point of how do I navigate this that's when I just stop and be like, okay, Holy Spirit, just use me to speak into them because what I have to say is not going to help. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we have kind of going all over the map. A little bit. But that's what mothers are. They are all <laughs> over the map hitting every single point at every single moment. So this one will probably be short and yep. sweet. But mothers, my number one thing, pray. Just pray over your family. Pray over your husband. Pray over your mind. Pray over yourself. Pray, yes, yourself. Prayer is so key to being a good mom. Um, yeah. And if you miss a day, it's no okay. Guilt. No, because no. I have missed days. And like I said, those days were poopy. But um, God knows. And he sees and shoot, even in the car lines, picking up kids, I am praying. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I don't know what's going to get in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it comes, and when it comes to building a, a prayer habit and, and a Bible reading habit or shoot, just in growing in life in general, remember perfection is not the goal. Progress is the goal. Yeah. You can look back and say that. You're moving in a better direction than you were a month ago, a year ago, five years ago, then perfect. You're doing exactly what you should be doing. Yeah. And and God's pleased with you. Don't I, feel like you got to be motivated out of guilt when you don't nail it every time the way you'd like to. Let your kids see what you're doing. Yes. Let your teens see what you're doing. Let your grown children see what you're doing and ask them to pray. Ask them to join you. Um, there is nothing sweeter than when you got a raging headache and your nine-year-old little son comes up and puts his hands on you. He might be laughing through it. Yeah. But. Yeah, praise for mommy. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So mama, stay strong. Yep. Find mama groups. Find verses. Find scripture. Find stuff to put in your pocket and carry you through the day. And tell your husbands what you want for Mother's Day because they do not know. Clueless. Tell your children what you want for Mother's Day. Extra clueless. <laughs> because then your Mother's Day will be great because they got exactly what you wanted and what you need. 
Yeah, if we left it up to Ben, you'd get a Beyblade toy for Mother's Day. No, I'd get a hug. Oh, yes, a hug. And a dandelion. <laughs> which is so very sweet, but... <laughs> oh. Well, I... we want to thank everybody for uh, joining us for the podcast today. And um, happy Mother's Day to all your moms. Happy Mother's Day to my mom. Happy Mother's Day to my mom and my grandma. Yeah. And... We love you guys. We'll see you again next month. Have a good one. Bye.